This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 244 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Catch a star. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hail or high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop This is Glenda Geek And this is Helena B And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network Well howdy Helena Hi, we have stars and cauliflower today (laughs) That's right. That's what we did, actually. <laughs> That's about what like my life boils down to. <laughs> Stars and color flower and bacon. <laughs> you have to throw the bacon in. I yeah. do. I do. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I'm a big uh, bacon fan, too, you know. Pepper like, bacon. I love pepper bacon. Have you ever pepper had Pepper bacon? No. Yeah, they actually cover the outside of it when they cure it in pepper. Crown pepper. Oh, my god! So when you cook it, it adds the pepper flavor to the salty bacon. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> you know what I had this weekend, though? What's that? Ready for this? BLT raviolis. What? what yeah. Did, so it was a ravioli with BLT stuff. What? They have the lettuce in there. It, well, it, it was it was spinach. Okay. So you know you you know how they you have like you can get spinach stuff stuffed yeah. raviolis. Yeah. Well, these were made from scratch, like homemade pasta and everything. Um, is spinach, ricotta, and ricotta, as they say in um, in my family. So and then bacon. Oh, like, yum. Actually, I think it was pancetta. I think Cheese, it was pancetta. bacon, and ravioli. Ugh. And, and Spanish. And, and, you know, of course, little and fresh tomato, like all mashed up into this like little sauce that you put inside the raviolis. It was crazy good. Now, do you BLT. use red sauce or do you use white sauce or what do you use for that? Well, this particular recipe was a white sauce. So yeah. it was, um, you know, Makes it sense. was, yeah. yeah, it was really, really good. <laughs> Sounds good. Now you're making me hungry. And then we're going to yeah, talk yeah. about food again today. Yeah. Oh, geez. We, we, it's, it's good we do this right before lunch because I have I to know. eat right after. <laughs> I know. Me too. I do want to say something here before we get started with the main part of the show today. We're recording this on Tuesday the 16th, uh, earlier in the week than it comes out. And it's the day after, you know, the... The uh, horrific events that happened in Boston yesterday, and I know that you you live up that way. You, we both have lived near Boston mm-hmm. um, and yep. traveled to Boston and been down that street many times. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to say on behalf of all of us at the Horse Radio Network that our thoughts go out to everybody affected, all the families and everybody who's going to be living with this for the rest of their lives. Uh, with what happened there. And uh, I just wanted to say that on behalf of everybody at the Horse Radio Network that we are we are thinking about you and, and uh, uh, praying for you for, for a speedy recovery for, for those that can. So, uh, our best. Um, but, you know, uh, one of the things that after 9-11 we talked about is we cannot let uh, the terrorists win, so we go on and we do what we do. 
um, you go to work, uh, you know, and, and work with your horses uh, every day, and, and we do our shows. So uh, it's not that we're ignoring the events that happened here at the Horse Radio Network. It's that uh, we should not let these kind of events affect us. We should go on with what we do, and, and we hope to provide a little bit of a distraction from this week's events with our show today, and we have a good one planned for you. So, Helena, let why don't we go head off right away and talk about food some more? <laughs> Jeez, Glenn. <laughs> don't you know, step outside of your comfort topics. zone or anything. <laughs> it is one of your favorite topics. And, of course, we have one of my favorite guests on the Horse Radio Network, Kat Voidelock, and she is the genius behind Eat Your Tart Out. So we're going to say welcome to Kat and her and this month's recipe. All right, so... I don't know about you guys, but I'm a big fan of cauliflower. And guess what? Kat's got something really yummy for us. Glenn, you don't have to eat it. That's good. But I, I want to hear all about it. I think I might actually be able to make this. So <laughs> welcome, Kat. I'm so glad to have you back. Tell me how to make this awesome, yummy cauliflower salad. Well, thank you for having me. It's good to talk to you guys again. Um, this cauliflower salad is one of the easiest things to throw together, and I think it's by far one of the most popular things I ever make for picnics. Now, I understand, Glenn, you don't like cauliflower, which is fine. No, it's and too much a like a vegetable. People, yeah, I don't know. I found <laughs> that it works so well for like things if you're trying to like cut down on carbs. It's a great way to kind of substitute in for things, but this salad is just one of those things that's just, it's, Probably not the most healthy thing, but it is so loaded in fiber, it's ridiculous. It's so good. <laughs> so, so there's a balance. Um, the, there's, there's a little zen is. balance there. Absolutely, absolutely. But what, the what do you is, think is, they is, would call it? Like, Is there like a feng shui for food, you think? You know, you get just that right I'm mixture sure, of like well, unhealthy with healthy? <laughs> Well, I know there's, it's called Ayurvedic, and they do things based on kind of what your body needs and your body types, and it's feeding for that kind of health, but I've never heard of like that balancing the good with the bad to kind of just make it all even. Well, my body (laughs) needs one of the ingredients in here, that's for sure. (laughs) What, bacon? Bacon, yes. Bacon, your body. (laughs) Sorry, Kat, we're we're going off on a tangent as we usually do. Oh, no, I think it's fun, so no worries. But I like, of course that you would know like that there's something called uh, Ayurvedic foods. <laughs> I love that about you. Well, All right, go you. ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Do okay, your thing. So Sorry. Cauliflower salad. Let's go. Um, it's five ingredients. It's so easy. So as long as you can make bacon, you can make this recipe. <laughs> so it's super easy. Um, so basically, it's just it's peas, peanuts, cauliflower, bacon, and ranch dressing, a little salt and pepper. But that's it. Like all you're doing is just throwing the ingredients together, and it makes for a great. Pit- salad great side and it sounds like a weird combination it looks lovely but it tastes amazing like you just get all these awesome little flavors and it's crunchy it's got a lot of texture it's just so good i love it now you're not (laughs) cooking the cauliflower this is raw this is raw yeah so it's literally just all you have to do is cook the bacon cut it into small pieces and then you throw everything together and you're done you don't cook the peas either nope Oh. You saw them out. So basically, like what I always do, but this time of year, this is why I wanted to feature this recipe, is we're getting into the spring vegetables. And I think fresh peas definitely make this. So you'd have to cook them or steam them really quickly, but they won't take very long. But normally for this recipe, I'll just, if I know I'm going to make it a day ahead, you know, I'll just take a bag of peas out of the freezer. I'll just put it in my refrigerator. By the time I'm ready to throw this recipe together, I, the peas are already thawed, and I just throw them all into the mix, and you're done. 
I like how there's peanuts and bacon together. There, there, there's two food groups that you can put in anything, right? All right, so see, you now know, you started off with only liking one, and now you have to two. So we're no, I do better. like peanuts. Yeah, you do like peanuts, and you like ranch dressing, right? Yes, I could just do this with without the cauliflower. And then, oh, no, no, that no. would not be very zen. That wouldn't. That would not be no. feng. That would not be food shui ish. Right. You, know, you, you got to have the cauliflower. We're gonna have to think in of a word for that. You yeah. could probably, and I'm not a fan of this either, but you could probably do this with broccoli. You probably could. I think it's just the cauliflower actually is just kind of a very muted flavor, so it isn't very overpowering, yeah. and I like the crunch of it, whereas I think the broccoli, like, I don't, I think you can play around with it. I just never have because I love this recipe so much, but maybe that's a mission I have to get on is trying to substitute broccoli. Like, my boyfriend hates peas, so he will never touch this, but I swear if he tried it, he would totally change his mind. So <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, swapping that out for corn, you know. And I, I think, like no, that. I think Glenn needs to make an aim to try some broccoli and get that in his diet. Yeah, actually, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking take the <laughs> cauliflower out and put chicken in. It would be really good. Cold that, chicken. That the fiber, but that yeah. wouldn't be fibrous. It would, it, but that's proteinish. See, so I'm covering for the <laughs> fibrous with this protein. This isn't about protein. The peanuts give you your protein. Okay, cat. It would be good though, wouldn't it? With uh, with uh, stop it. Cold chicken. Don't say it, cat. Really don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't go there. Uh, I yeah, I, I I can't argue. It would be good, but it takes away from the fibrous, delicious salad that you could ah, be having. Geez, you guys are getting up now. Trial. That's all. <laughs> girl, make a meat as vegetables. Right. <laughs> Well, I like that it's easy. I I like that it's easy because I I am not a good cook because I don't have a lot of patience with complicated recipes. So I really do like that this is something that even I can do. Yeah, that's really, and I mean, even if you said, okay, I am not a cook at all and I can't cook bacon, I'm afraid I'm going to burn the house down. That's when you can buy buy those packages of pre-cooked bacon and you're all set. Like it's this. Super easiest recipe, I feel, because all you're doing is you're basically taking five ingredients, a little salt and pepper, throwing it together, and you're done. Like, that's it. So I I think for any one of those people who might be a little self-conscious in the kitchen or have trouble boiling water, this is perfect. <laughs> Very good. Well, and of course, you can find that recipe for cauliflower or chicken salad at eatyourtartout.com. <laughs> uh, eat Thank you so much, Kat, for joining us again this month. Well, after this commercial, Helena, we are going to be speaking to someone that I admire so much. I admire her, and I admire her horse. Her name is Caitlin Silman, and she is a, an eventer, and she has worked with Boyd Martin, one of the top eventers in the world, and his wife, Silva, who's, who's a very, very good uh, international dressage rider. Uh, she has worked with them at their Pennsylvania farm for years, I think six or seven years now, so t- two years ago, I think it was 2011 at Memorial Day, there was a fire at True, True Prospect Farm, which is where Boyd kept his horses and had his operation. And it was his barn that burned. And Caitlin was actually with, uh, with someone else, two other people. They lived on the property. And she was woken up uh, by somebody saying that the barn's on fire. And they, <laughs> went, they went down and helped get some of the horses out. There were many horses that died in that fire. But they helped get some of the horses out, and one of the horses that she helped get out was her own. Uh, by uh, Mayor Holstein, Holsteiner Mayor by the name of Catch a Star. They call her Hoku. I love that. I, I love know. Hoku. <laughs> and uh, so, so 
you know, you, we all remember Boyd's horse, you know, that uh, made the news and and uh, went on to do great things and, you know, became an international sensation and, you know, the Olympics and all that stuff. Um, so, but the, there was also this horse. Now, Boyd's horse had received a good bit of smoke inhalation and had some lung damage. Uh, Caitlin's horse, uh, Kachistar Hoku, had, out, had a lot of exterior burns on, on her body. Over 30% of her body had second and third degree burns. Uh, so she, you know, she obviously took in some smoke too, but the biggest concern that the doctors had, the veterinarians had, was the burns on the outside of her body and, and whether they were going to heal properly. Well, Caitlin, you know, stuck through this horse's recovery and was there every step of the way. Mm. Um, you know, uh, <sighs> she, she was there, Boyd, you know, you'll hear uh, her talk about Boyd, I'm sure, and how supportive he was, but... She could not have done any more for this horse. And the miraculous thing is that next week she is competing for her first Rolex on Catch a Star. I love that. I know. I so so that. that's what, less than two years later. So let's talk to Caitlin about her amazing story and the amazing story of her horse. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us here on the Stable Scoop Radio Show. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on. Well, I know that you're, uh, you know, you're less than a week away from heading to Kentucky. I don't, or have you headed down there yet, or are you still in Pennsylvania? Not yet. We're in Pennsylvania. We're in the home stretch. We leave um, on Monday, very early in the morning. So this time in a week, we'll be down there. Now, you've been to Rolex, obviously, a bunch of times because of the certain gentleman that, and, and lady that you work for. Um, but I have. you have never ridden there, right? No, this is my first time. I'm a rookie. <laughs> and this is also Hoku's first time, right? It is. So both of us together, the girls, are making their first trip to Kentucky together. Now, you have seen it, and you've obviously helped prepare Boyd's horses for it, and you, you've done everything that there is to do to get ready to go. How different is it now that you're the one getting ready to go with your horse? <laughs> it's not too much different, because although the horses that I've helped do the fitness on and, and care for getting ready to go, although they're not mine, since I take care of them, I do feel like they're mine, so I care for them just as much. But it's different when you're going, you sort of... You know, there's only a couple events in the beginning of the season leading up. We ran at Pine Top twice and then Southern Pines and then the Fork. So as you get closer, you just really hope that you have a good go everywhere. And um, it's different when you're going because, you know, every ride sort of counts. So, so it's exciting. It's very emotional. You get nervous. You get worried. You, you get excited. Then you're nervous again. And, but it's, it's really exciting. When you said it was just a few days away, my heart started to race. It started to be a little bit faster for you. I actually felt that like, oh my gosh, it's, just a few days oh, it's away. coming up. I know, and everything is so scheduled down to the last minute, the last gallops. You know, there's only a couple dressage rides left. There's only one jump school left. Like you really, you we're really down to the wire now. Does that help having that kind of structure in your schedule? Does it help you? Um... It does. It does. Because we really have a plan and it doesn't leave you going, oh, should I jump today? Should I do this today? Should I do both? And and Boyd is so experienced. I mean, he has, he's had this planned out for months. So he, he knows exactly what we need to do. He knows exactly how to get the different horses fit. So I, I feel very safe in his program that I am as ready as I can be. 
And of course, you're going to be you're going to be kind of the darling down there this year because of your horse and everything <laughs> that your horse went through a couple years ago. I, I, I bet you you could not even imagine when you were in the middle of of that and then the recuperation after that. A few short years later, you would be competing at Rolex with the same horse. It's wild. It's been such a ride with her. And, I mean, even this time last year, I had just done my very first advance on her at the Forks. So it's been a whirlwind. I mean, last year was really one event at a time. And, and it's still every event I get through with her is just it's very special. Um, it's such a good feeling to have her back. And, I mean, everyone was optimistic that I would sit on her again, but they really thought that I'd only be able to to trail ride her. I don't think anyone ever thought she'd come back to to be headed toward the four star or do any sort of eventing again. So she's really special. How, how far had she come? Sorry, Helena. How far had she come along uh, before before the fire? How far along? Was so she? when the fire happened, I had just finished um, my first CCI two star on her, and we had just been spotted and got her vetted to, for the Pan Am Games because she was second at Jersey Fresh, so she was at at the top of the list at the moment to go to the Pan Ams for the U.S. Um, and then she was still, she was in her last week of her holiday from Jersey Fresh when the fire happened. I think I was meant to start hacking her the next day. So she really, I didn't ride her from the show jumping at Jersey Fresh in May of, um, I guess it's 2011, all the way until the end of January of 2012. So she really had quite a lot of time off because she had been on a holiday from doing the three-day at Jersey Fresh. The recovery took some time. How long was she off before you actually could start riding her again after the fire? So she the, the fire happened Memorial Day weekend. So what's that? The, the, yeah. When is that? In mid, end, mid-June? Yeah, end of May. End of May. Yep, end, end of May. May. Yep. yep. So that... So from she was off basically from the beginning of June, but really it was mid-May because she hadn't been rented since Jersey Fresh. So she was off from middle of May, and I started walking her in at the end of January, tack walking her, and just slowly. It was a funny rehab process because it wasn't like she had any soft tissue injury like a tendon or like any ligament injury, but I had to go slow because I didn't know how much movement her back could take under the saddle. Because that's where a lot of the burns were, were on her side and her back. Yeah, yeah, well, she was, she burned directly on her side, like the side, the the bad side is the left side of her body. She's burned directly on the left side of her neck, across her belly, and (sighs) then, um, her hip and her, her left stifle got it pretty badly, but then I think eventually all of her skin sort of sloughed off. It's like getting a really bad sunburn, like it all sort of bubbled and then peeled off. So even the parts that weren't directly burnt, all the skin sloughed off. And so she had a lot of heat damage to the top of her back. So although when she first went into the hospital, that didn't look like it was directly burned, about a week later after the fire, it blistered and all the skin came off. And that's really the part that um, she lost all the pigment in the top of her back. So it's light pink skin and she can't grow hair there because she's lost the pigment. So when I was bringing her back, we didn't know if that skin would be able to handle riding her or not. 
And obviously it has. <laughs> and obviously it has, but I mean, it's a it's a credit to Judy McSwain's Blue Source products because I I lucked out. I had a very old. It was probably the first half pad I ever bought when I started riding. I had a fleece works half pad sitting in my closet, and it was the only half pad that I had that didn't that had um, fleece down the spine because a lot of half pads have a gap in the fleece there. They don't right. actually cover the spine with fleece. And so I started riding her in that, and because of that, I mean, it's really the reason that she I was able to ride her right away. And, and I didn't have any setbacks with her, which was lucky. Like the skin never opened. I never had any – I never had to back off. I slowly just kept – for longer and longer, and then I started cantering a little bit, and I started getting more comfortable with sitting down in the saddle and being able to sit on her back, and and off we went. And of course, uh, Fleeceworks is one of our sponsors here at the Horse Radio Network, and you know it's amazing to hear that 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 particular pad. That's how you found them. Now you're one of their sponsored riders now, right? Probably. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. It was lucky. <laughs> I, I I had mentioned this part of the story. Um, in an interview with Warm Bloods today, and I guess who the whoever runs or owns the magazine is also friends with Judy, and sent the magazine over to her and said, "Oh, look what this girl said about your pads in her article." And and she contacted me about a week later and was sort of touched by the story, and um, and that's how our relationship started. And you have some really nice fleece work pads now, don't you? Some of the newer ones. I have really nice fleece work pads. Judy <laughs> spoiled me. Okay, well, she has a fresh fleece work pad for every day of the week. I have. I look like the um, the warehouse for fleece works. I have so many pads. So we're we're really lucky that she supports us. And you found that those pads are, are continuing to work out for you, uh, even though yes. she's healed. Why do you like them? What, what's the thing you like the best about them? They don't, um, they don't irritate her skin at all, and they sit on her very well. Like they, the fit under my saddle is good, so I don't have to put a lot of pads on her. And Judy makes the pads where the fleece is already attached to the saddle pad. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing is there can't be any friction. So my saddle sits right on her, um, right on her pad, and her fleece is such high quality, it doesn't irritate her at all, and so nothing moves, and I'm able to do hours of sitting trot in the dressage or gallop for 12 minutes and it doesn't bother her at all just before we get back to moder- to, to current times here and you heading off to rolex i wanted to s- t- tell helena you know when when you were when you were treating in that in that period of time really that uh, eight nine months there that you were treating your horse you know from what i hear through the grapevine you were there every day. You were one of the most dedicated owners that has ever treated a horse. <laughs> At one point, you were putting on a pound of silver sulfadine uh, cream twice a day. That's yes, oh. it was. It was quite the process. I think New Bolton was getting sick of me. They were ready to kick me out. I was in the vet, in the ICU for so long, <laughs> just sitting in her stall with her. And, and she's a picky eater, and she wouldn't eat her grain. So I'd go out and hand-pick grass and fill, like, rubber feed troughs with all this hand-picked grass as much as I could. And, and I have to, I mean, Boyd let me go to see her as much as I wanted and hang at the hospital as long as I wanted. He never said, oh, are you going to come back to work? Or, you know, everybody. He was so supportive, and then when she came home, it was in the middle of summer, so I was really worried about the bugs and her being uncomfortable in the heat. Um, 
Because imagine, you know, having a terrible, terrible sunburn and sitting somewhere where it's hot. Yeah. And, and with um, bugs. <laughs> and with bugs. Yeah. So <laughs> a young boy named Jackson Roberts, who worked for Philip at the time, very nicely went to Lowe's or Home Depot and bought, like, screening for screened-in doors or a screened in porch and stapled it all over her stall and bought fans and hung the fans. So she had the most decked out stall in the whole barn. It was totally covered in screening so no bugs could get in and there were fans covering the walls so she had constant airflow in there. So um she I mean, I think we took as, as best care of her as we could and I think that's also a lot of the reason why she recovered so well. Well now uh did she tell you when she was ready to go back to work? I think she was ready since the second she came home. I don't think she could sort out why she wasn't getting to go be turned out and why she was locked in. And um, a pound of cream a day didn't give her a clue. Cream all <laughs> over. She she was such a good patient though. Like she's a she's a funny man. She likes to be groomed and stuff, but she'll tell you when she's had enough of you know leave me alone. I've had enough, and she always should perfectly still let me put the cream on her and it couldn't have been comfortable. I mean, they were serious open burns and, and she always let me take care of her. She's great for all her medication. And, you know, now I try and give her a tube of gas guard and she shakes her head and turns her nose up at me, but she, <laughs> she never put up a fight for any of the care. Now, how old is Catch a Star at this point? She's 12. I actually think she might be 13 this year. This summer she turns 13. Well, she has a lot of time left yet. She does. She does. So what are you, what are you, obviously, uh, you know, this is a dumb question, but for some reason we ask it every time somebody new is going off to a competition like Rolex. (laughs) What do you hope to accomplish? And your answer is going to be, I hope to get around um, and do well, right? Is that going to be your I'm I'm hoping for a bit more than that. I do want to get around, but but I'm not going there to come last. I've got, I've got bigger plans than that. Um, I, I would love to be in the top 20. I mean, I'd love to be better than that, but I'd be pretty happy with the top 20 finish. Yeah, I love that, though. Like, yeah, I'm not going yeah. to be last. That's good. That's, that, no. would be my, that would be my motto. <laughs> She's been working girl. with Boyd and Silver for too long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, obviously, I want her to come home sound and, and healthy, but, but I'm a competitor. I'm not going there to canter around. <laughs> <laughs> what is the what is her uh, biggest strength and biggest, biggest weakness? Weakness. Um, I think her biggest strength and my biggest strength is the cross country. And then our biggest weakness is the show jumping. Um, she's a little bit tricky in the show jumping. She's a very careful horse and she's a little bit of an unorthodox jump. And for some reason, the show jumps, although they fall down, they really seem to worry her. So I have to ride her really accurate to the show jumps. Um, and we sort of both have to be on the same page in the show jumping for it to go well. And the dressage could go really well or it could be really exciting. I'm not really sure what's going to happen there. <laughs> but Silva's been helping us quite a bit. And um, she's done her best. She did her best test to date um, at the fork. So hopefully, I mean, we should be in pretty good shape going into the competition. And of course, there's that amazing stadium that you get to ride in. You, you, you stood in the side, you sat in the seats before, and now you get to ride in it at the Kentucky. I Race know. Park. I can't wait. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Well, we're going to be rooting for you both. Uh, good luck, and we'll check in with you after after the competition. Great. I look forward to talking to you guys after. All right. Thank you so much, Caitlin. Thanks, we'll talk Caitlin. to you again soon. Bye. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, now it's time for our Tech and Habits segment for this week.
And for today's Hack and Habits segment, we have Coach Jen, who's going to do a review. She's going to talk to us about, uh, well, I'm personally a little bit of a shoe fanatic. And if I can combine no. shoes. No, we hadn't <laughs> heard I that can, in the show before. <laughs> if I can combine shoes, well, an appreciation for shoes and riding, I'm always happy to hear it. So Jen's going to talk to us about the Dublin Ladies Pilgrim Zip Front Boots. Bring it on, girl. Bring it on. Um, like most horse people, I will not blink an eye at dropping a hundred bucks on a pair of equestrian footwear. But when I need to buy something that I have to wear to the grocery store everywhere or heaven forbid have to go to an office to go to work every day, nineteen ninety nine is yeah, my she limit. won't spend over twenty bucks on sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you can't really ride in them. That's right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> So uh, when the Dublin ladies' pilgrim zip front boots came to my attention, I was all over them at a at a ninety two dollar price point. Mm. Uh, you know, in today's equestrian marketplace, not a bad price for a riding or stirrup friendly zip front riding shoe that is multi purpose because it's adorably stylish. Yeah, it looks like something you could wear to the mall and not have any nobody would even say, Oh, she's wearing riding shoes. Well, yeah, you know, the, yeah. the the the, the two tone color makes it kind of fun. I love the toe, like the the black toe and the yeah, tan and it, upper. It's it's very um ma- rock climbing esque. Yeah. yeah, it almost looks like a hiking shoe. Yeah, yeah it's hip. Yeah, it's yeah, chic. It's, yeah. it's chic, and that's all the all the rage right now. Uh, so I can be stylish. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> Because you know, goodness gracious, when I when I go to the uh, big box store, whatever I buy there ain't stylish, but I can be styling in my horsewear. That's um, right. The girls at Chasing a Fox would be very proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that says something right there. But it is it's very stirrup friendly. It has a athletic wear or hiking gear kind of a style to it, but it's absolutely a riding shoe. The the sole is is not chunky and heavy and it's a lightweight shoe overall and it's got those little for lack of a better term stays in the arch so it's stable when it's in the stirrup iron mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a stirrup friendly shoe but it is uh, stylish and fun to wear because you know you spend an hour or three in the saddle at a time and then the rest of your time is spent trudging about the barn going to the feed store blah 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 so you don't have to change your shoes that's a really important point, I think, because even some paddock boots, some boots that are designed for riding and sold through equestrian outlets, are not very stirrup friendly. Right. And and still more of them, in my opinion, are not walking around friendly because a lot of the ones that you see come see coming out right now are that are a traditional paddock shoe, very English in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel like you're either wearing high heels or platforms. They're really oh. not stable for trudging around the barn, walking through pastures, driving the car. Um, and these are. They have a really happy balance that way in that the, the sole is wide enough and thin enough that it's comfortable and stable, um, but it still is comfortable for your foot. So they, they really, I think, perso- I personally think they nailed it as far as combining comfort and style in a shoe. And the, and the sole comes up over the sides so you don't have that little stitched on or glued on piece right there at floor level for all the goo to seep in. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's not going to be goo. You need a toothbrush to clean it out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, the, that's the section. Yes. 
Yeah, I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to manage my boots. I don't want to have to maintain my boots. <laughs> have a hard enough time brushing our teeth a couple times. A day. I know. You know, I'm the type of per- <laughs> I'm the type of person who, when she's cleaning out her barn and sweeping the floor, my horse will come up to see what I'm doing. I'll sweep him. Yes. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, you rolled in the mud here. Let me sweep. And I literally, I do. I take my corn broom and I go over him to get the mud off. So I'll take that same broom and do my boots as well. <laughs> there you go. Well, you. It's ease of ease of cleaning. For the yes. pilgrim, yes. Now this is synthetic and leather, right? It's a sort of a combination of yes. Yeah. The the tongue, which is also padded comfortably, is a synthetic nylon. The toe cap, which is not a traditional straight across the top toe cap, it's a a more modern, useful toe cap. So that you know how you you use your shoe to shove things out of the way, it'll protect the toe. Those are synthetic, and then the remainder is leather. Now, you know how, Helena, how I can tell whether she likes a shoe or not is after she gets it, and she got these a couple weeks ago, after she gets it, do I see her wearing it? And she basically hasn't taken these off. She, you know, I made her take them off to go to bed the other day. Hey. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but she hasn't taken them off. So I think that's probably a pretty good indication of how much. Yeah, well, these are next to the front door. They're my everyday shoes. Yes. They're, yes. So, I, you know, we're discovering here then that my good friend, Coach Jen... Also, has a little bit of a shoe problem. Well, wait, yeah. maybe it's not a problem, but has a little bit of a shoe fetish. Affinity? No, you can't call it a fetish because <laughs> oh, an a fetish, a fetish, I think, implies that there's something unhealthy about it, and that's not the case. Okay, <laughs> let's just let's just go over there. She has an affinity for shoes, just because they're riding shoes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm still stuck on fetishes are unhealthy. Um, <laughs> maybe different show. Go ahead. Yeah, there. Let's leave it at that. Thank you very much. <laughs> you have your own Facebook fan page for that whole thing. Can you just keep it there, please? <sighs> okay. So, <laughs> so okay. Jennifer, positives and negatives. Um, of the positive- Dublin's lady, we got to say what it is again. Dublin ladies' pilgrim zip front boot. Yes, that's it's the zip front. It uh, casual, stylish, lightweight, easy to take care of, easy on and off because of the zippers. The Downsides are um, because it has a padded cuff, which I love. It's cut a little bit lower, so it kind of sits down below your ankle bone. It is a little tough to get a fantastically stylish fit from a half chap because it's got a padded cuff. Oh, so the half chap won't go over top of them too well. Not, and it's not going to be gorgeous, but they're not a show boot. And I don't wear half chaps with them. Yeah, I just wear my boot cut breeches with them. Um, that's a down if you're a half chap fanatic and you always ride in them. So that could be a little bit, you're going to have to wear a half chap. That's a little bit more generously cut through the ankle and they can be hard to find at your local stores. Not all stores carry them. So when you go into your local tax shop, if you're a in-person shopper, you want to ask your local retailer to carry them because they are readily available, um, through distributorships. So if they carry, horse blankets and stuff, they're going to be able to carry these. Um, so that's probably the only two minuses I've got for them. And you can find them at Equestrian Collections. They're $92. So as Jennifer said, that's the right price uh, as compared to some other companies that are coming in at $200. So, um, yeah, so this is great. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. Uh, six flake bail. How many flakes? This is going to be a 4.5 boot. Four, Woo! Four and a half flakes. That's pretty good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Jen doesn't give her flakes out very easily. <laughs> I know. Speaking of flakes, I got to get hay today. It's a good thing we talked about this. 
Remind me to get You're hay. You're probably paying a lot less than we are, let me tell you. In well, hay? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Jennifer. Dublin Ladies Pilgrim Zip Front Boot. And, of course, you can hear Jennifer over at horsetipdaily.com. She, that's her show over there, and she produces Horses in the Morning as well. And apparently does a lot of reviews for us, too, because she keeps like, wanting to buy stuff. So. <laughs> Just a lot of reviews. Com- combining my passion with work. There you go. <laughs> that's a write-off that way, I guess. Yeah, thank you, right. Coach Jen. <laughs> You're welcome, Helena B. Well, we also have Coach Jen to thank for booking our guest today and next week's guest as a matter of fact uh she booked caitlin and got that all set up and uh spent some time on the phone with caitlin so we appreciate coach jen doing that and she also set up our next week's guest um and uh that's it's gonna be a surprise we have a big name big name guest for next week on here on the stable scoop show uh and uh, we'll talk more about that a little later in the week you have to follow our facebook page and get previews yeah, Stable Scoop. Find us on Facebook. We're on Facebook. Did you know we're on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> and you have another, I have a page called uh, Horse Husbands Unite. That's the one you talked about a minute ago. You yeah, but follow. all they talk about is bacon. No, <laughs> no. Apparently, Rick, who helps me, uh, Rick is uh, from Right Lead Equestrian Center down there in Louisiana. Uh, he's a Cajun boy that's a good friend of ours, also helps me administer that page. And he's been on a rash lately of showing uh, girls in bikinis with horses. So uh, if you're a guy and you're listening to this show and you like girls in bikinis on horses, <laughs> then uh, Horse Husbands Unite is the page for you. Uh, it, it elicited some conversation the other day when he had uh, six women in bikinis with thongs walking down the beach, uh, you know, uh, trailing their or with their horses trailing behind. And uh, there were a lot of comments about how uncomfortable it is to ride in thongs. So, um, uh, so that was a conversation that was. Why happening. don't I'll tell you what, Glenn? Why don't you try it sometime, and then we'll have the conversation. Okay, <laughs> that's the kind of highbrow conversation we have at Horse Husbands Unite. You do a little bit better and are a little bit classier on your other sites. Though. <laughs> so. We try. Of course, it's chasing a fox. What is it? Uh, how, what is that site again? The, chasing the, a fox. Chasing a fox. Yes, chasing a fox. We're it a little wasn't bit chasing more... a fox's tail, right? No. Well, it it's actually not even depending on where you hunt. It's about fox hunting, but it's actually about fox chasing, which is, you know, it's... It, it um, could have double meanings. There's a double entendre there. There is a double entendre. <laughs> there is a double entendre. However... That's all it is. It's very elegant. If you go to Chasing a Fox on Facebook, you will see that there is no talk of bacon and bikinis. You mean there's well, no maybe we could do that. <laughs> maybe we could do that next week. There you go. <laughs> Summer is coming. Well, you know, you know some fox hunts uh, are at places that have pools. And those fox hunters come back from a hot, sticky day of fox hunting and jump in the pool. They need to have an appropriate bikini. Um... Well, okay. You work on that, okay? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll get I'll get right on that. Well, uh, let me get on the. I got to work on the pool part. <laughs> yeah, it's seeing that's usually the middle most of, of us winter. have like barns and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we don't like, really have pools. Like in the middle know? of winter too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just got in uh, our pool the first time uh, this week, so. Uh. Yeah, you have a pool, dude. You live in Florida. You have to have a pool. Yeah, it came with the place, which we were kind of like, you know, we, we're we not huge pool people, but it, it came with the rental that we're in. And uh, so you are now? Yes. And yeah. uh, let me tell you, it's nice. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. Uh, but the water's still pretty chilly down here. 
Water show. Well, see, we have an ocean. We can't go in our pool yet. No, your water's about 40 degrees, so you're going to have to wait a while. Yeah. Actually, I think it might be more like 60. There's two days in August when you can go in your water. And, no, and no, no. It's, it's <laughs> you know, we've moved south. Our days up in Hunt Country in Massachusetts are over. We've moved south. We're in Rhode Island. Oh, okay. Water's so there's temper- three days in August that you can there's- go in the water. <laughs> you're fresh. No more bacon for you. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us. StableScoop.com. You can find all the information. And don't forget, you can uh, have the show automatically downloaded to your iPhone, your iPod, your MP3 player. If you just do it through iTunes, search for StableScoop Radio Show. It gives you something to listen to while you're mucking. That's right. That's right. And that's it. Talk to you again next week, Helena. Yes, until then, happy scooping. <laughs> 